name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. So throughout our time at seminary in Boston, uh, we had a lot of opportunities to experience and learn a lot of different things. Uh, Some of these things were within the context of seminary, of course, and some of these things were outside the context of seminary. And one of these things that we had the opportunity to experience, that we experienced very quickly while there, is how bitterly cold it gets in New England. And most often than not, there always seem to be these winter storms that seem to pop out of literally nowhere. They were, they were just there. And this is especially true in the northern New England states of Maine, um, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Now, on one particular occasion, about two or so Januarys ago, shortly after returning to Boston from our usual Christmas visit home, my family and I made a trip to New Hampshire to a quaint little New England town called Portsmouth. Uh, which is about an hour or so drive just north of Boston. Now, the town has its more touristy area, of course, as most towns do. Uh, But back behind the touristy area, the square, uh, there are the residential areas um, that consist of homes that haven't changed in nearly 300 years. Now, amongst this, while driving around in this residential area... We found an open-air skating rink with a good many people out there ice skating. And to add to this, they still had the Christmas decorations up. It was quite picturesque. So being intrigued by this, we stopped to watch these people ice skate on this ice skating rink. And as it would go, as we pulled into the little parking area there, it slowly began to snow. Again... Quite picturesque, right? But what we didn't realize, despite the fact that our phones were giving us these high-pitched warnings, is that this snow and this picturesque scene would shortly turn into a severe snow squall in just about a matter of minutes. Now, when our phones gave us the warning, we didn't know what a snow squall was. But we knew that it didn't sound very good. And so we began to leave the parking lot. And I can tell you that we had no idea, nor were we prepared for what happened in that storm. For those who don't know, a snow squall is a fast and hard snowstorm that dumps literally large amounts of snow in a short period of time, which we found out pretty quickly. I can tell you that this was probably the most frightening weather event that I believe I have ever been through. I mean, there was literally nowhere to stop our vehicle because of the large amounts of snow that was piling up on the road and on the shoulders of the road. And the only place to go that me and my wife could come up with was to get out of the storm. And so this is what we did. The whole time, driving on nothing but snow, 
on frozen water, barely able to see because of the bombardment of snow. And we were lost on top of that. GPS stopped working because of this snow squall. And it was only by the grace of God, I tell you, that we found our way out of that storm. And in the gospel reading for today, dear brothers and sisters, we hear of another storm. A storm in which St. Matthew tells us the disciples found themselves in the midst of. A storm, as we hear in the gospel account, that seems to have blown out of nowhere while the disciples were heading to the other side of the Sea of Galilee as they were instructed to do by our Lord. The storm in which the disciples found themselves was also at some time during the evening. So I can relate to this story a little bit. It was during this time that the disciples looked out from the boat and amidst this storm, out through the waves and the wind that tossed the boat about. And what did they see? Who did they see? They saw Jesus walking toward them on the water amidst this storm. Now the disciples, as St. Matthew tells us, thought it was a ghost. And of course, they became even more afraid. But knowing their fear, what does our Lord say to them? He calls out to them and He says, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And our great patron, St. Peter, in true St. Peter fashion, at once replies and asks Jesus to allow him to come to him. And when Peter steps off the boat, he is first able to walk on the water, just as Christ is doing, just as our Lord is doing. But, and there's always a but, but when he saw, when St. Peter saw the storm that was raging around him, when he took his eyes off of Christ and when he began to focus on the wind and the waves and the storm that was blowing around him, he was not prepared for what was happening. And as he takes his focus off of our Lord, he begins to sink. And Peter calls out to Jesus as he is sinking in the water, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and he called him and he said to him, what did he say to him? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Although there are many lessons that I think we can learn from this gospel reading from St. Matthew, I believe there is one that is often forgotten or that is often overlooked many times in this short passage. And this lesson, dearly beloved, is that Jesus doesn't typically save us from the storms of life. He can. He certainly can do that. But rather, He saves us in the storms of life. We can see this by the fact that Jesus walked upon the stormy waters. He did not walk upon a peaceful and calm sea 
but upon a sea that was raging. And also remember that the storm did not cease until after Jesus saved Peter from sinking and they got into the boat together. So I guess this begs a question. What are the storms of life? What do these storms look like, dearly beloved? And I think the answer to this question is that they can be anything. Literally anything. They can be anything that the devil or us ourselves use to keep us from reaching out to God and saying, Lord, save me. Many of these storms don't have to be physical in nature. Many are. But many are, as a matter of fact, emotional. And to be sure, many are spiritual. And more often than not, it is the latter two that often cause the boats of our souls to sink when we take our eyes off our Lord. I mean, take the example of how a boat or a ship can withstand a storm at sea, right? In reality, the boat or the ship's ability to withstand these types of storms that a boat may find itself in happened long before they were in the midst of a storm. The ship's ability to withstand a storm happened while it was being built. I'm sure any boat or shipbuilder knows that they have to build their vessels not for calm, peaceful, and placid waters, but for the strongest of storms, to endure those strongest of storms. And this is why God, and this is how God builds us. St. Ampelokios of Patmos says, We are on the seas of high life. Sometimes there are storms, and at other times there are calm. God's grace does not leave us, else we would have sunk if it had not held, if He had not held us up. Our Lord helps us out of whatever storm we find ourselves. As long as we keep our focus on Him and not look away and become lost in the storm itself, which can very easily happen. In the epistle reading we just heard from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul says we are God's building and that our foundation is Jesus Christ, that we are God's temple and His Spirit dwells within us. St. Paul also says that we will be tested by fire. So, dear brothers and sisters, the storms of life which can come upon us in the blink of an eye are merely tests of the strength of our workmanship. And believe me, our God does not make junk. He crafts only the finest quality. And, but be assured... That if this quality is not maintained properly, it can indeed succumb to the storm. Even the boats when navigated improperly can be lost to the depths of the sea, right? So what are we doing to maintain our boat in the storms of life? 
Are we building upon the foundation of Christ within us? Are we building upon that image in which God created us? Striving every day to be in His likeness and crying out to Him every day to save us? Or are we sinking little by little in the storms that pound us from every direction in which we see nowhere to go? When St. Peter kept his eyes fixed on Christ, as we heard, he was able to walk across the storm-ridden sea. But the moment he took his eyes off Christ, he began to sink. So, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I come back to what I said at the beginning. God does not save us from the storms of life but rather within the storms of life. God the Father could have saved Jesus when He was crucified on the cross. And it was by that cross, and it was by His glorious resurrection, that Christ in turn saves us. Throughout His entire passion, Jesus never took His eyes off of His Father. He prayed to him in the garden and he prayed to him while he was even hanging on that cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, he says. Jesus was, an, was able to endure this storm because he was prepared for what he had to do. He kept his gaze always on his father in heaven and trusted in him completely. And so I say, my brothers and sisters, let us remember that in the storms of our own lives, Jesus too is coming to us, walking on the waves of whatever it is that we are dealing with, just like he came to his disciples in the boat on the Sea of Galilee that night. But I have to say that if we are unprepared, like the disciples were at that moment, how can we hope to recognize Him walking toward us? And like the disciples at that moment, we will suppose He has something else and become afraid and turn our attention to the storm that encircles us. So therefore, let us not be afraid. Let us be of good cheer. And let us make our home in the ship of the church and the boat of our salvation. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.